So guys, we got an absolute banger for you today. Um, but first, I'm thinking of getting a vitamin D light, guys. Let me know if any of you have a vitamin D light. I don't really know which one to get, but <laughs> there's no sun out here right now. It's raining. And we're going into winter, so I'm probably going to be low vitamin D. Also, if I have a vitamin D line, I can put that on my balls. So I can basically sun my balls every day without having to um, risk getting arrested. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get into it. So today we're going to be talking about um, consciousness. Um, I think this is one of the most important things. Obviously, consciousness is one of the most important things. But this specifically, this topic that I'm, I'm going to be talking about today. Hold on, let me close. This specific thing I'm going to be talking about in relation to consciousness is one of the most important things for consciousness. So, um, today we're going to be talking about what specifically makes you lose consciousness. So, we all lose consciousness at some point, unless you're like freaking Buddha or something, but then you're not listening to this anyway. Some dude with the buzz cut talking <laughs> with his uh, with his shirt off. Uh, yeah, you're probably not listening to this anyway if you're, you know incredibly you probably don't even have a computer if you're incredibly in line but um what am i talking about dude let's get into it so um we all fall asleep sometimes right like i said unless you're jesus himself you lose consciousness not necessarily every day but at, at some times you're gonna lose consciousness you're gonna get mad you're gonna get tripped up you're gonna get you know you're gonna get into a bad mood you're gonna, something's gonna happen where you're gonna forget <laughs> everything that's good at your life, all the uh, important principles which have helped you make your life so fantastic, and you forget how fantastic everything is, and something just lowers your consciousness. All right, it's fucking raining on my computer, dude. I don't know what to do. Um, yeah, I'll just put it here. So, like I said, we all lose consciousness at some point, um, and one of the most important things. This is not the first thing you have to understand. Is that that is not inevitable. It's not. Like, I, I, I was acting before like I was kind of inevitable. But we can all get to a point where we never lose consciousness. We can all get to a point where we are, like, as spiritually conscious enough to a point where we never really fall asleep or lose consciousness like that. Um, and to do that, I think the most important thing is just to realize what actually makes you fall asleep. Like every time you fall asleep, every time you lose consciousness, every time you get mad, every time something bad like that happens, reflect on it and think what actually made you fall asleep. What like made you, and usually it's one of two things. Um, the first one is that it's your ego. Your, e your ego is put at risk or something happens where, yeah, your ego is put in jeopardy. And that causes you to immerse yourself in the situation and just do everything you can to defend your ego to keep it alive. That's the first situation. That's probably the most obvious cause of it. But there's another cause of it that a lot of people don't think about. Um, dude, how the fuck is it? <laughs> I just lost my... How is there a raindrop on my keyboard? Okay. So, <laughs> this happened right there. Um, okay, dude. Um, the second cause which I think this actually happens even more, is, and this is big for me, so this is, I'm really glad I found this out. This is really big for me. This is, you will fall asleep or you will lose consciousness on purpose, not consciously, but subconsciously, on purpose, just to distract yourself from the reality of whatever situation you're in. So, 
we like to kind of stay the same. And it's not like... Because it is, it is very comfortable not to change. It is very comfortable to stay the same. Even if you're staying the same in like a shitty position, it is very comfortable to stay in that shitty position rather than to actually change and change into a better position. I, it's like, it, it's kind of weird, and I don't... I, that might sound like real stupid to you, but for some of you, it's going to make sense. Um, and for me, it, it makes sense. I mean, the, the biggest... We kind of do everything that we can to stay like in line with whatever our identity is. We don't want to act in a way that's going to be be separate or not be, you know, congruent with whatever our identity is. And that's going to lead us to basically just do the same things over and over again. So you don't really want to ascend that much. Like to think about to improve, you have to have a damn good reason to improve. Like you have to be kind of fucked up, or you have to ask me something you really want to really make those huge changes in your life, or at least to get started making those huge changes in your life. And you see how fantastic it is to improve, and then you just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. But, um, it's uncomfortable to change. Even if you're changing into something better, you have to leave your comfort zone, and you have to literally, like, change your identity. And your ego is never going to want to let you change your identity. Your ego tells you that your identity is perfect. Your ego tells you that you are perfect. Your ego tells you... You know, you don't really need to change. You don't really have any bad habits. Um, and this is so important for me because this has happened to me a lot. The, for the biggest thing, I noticed the number one place where I'll fall asleep and I'll start thinking about some bullshit. Like I'll start thinking about, you know, maybe a COVID vaccine or I'll, I'll think about, <laughs> I'll think about, you know, oh, my parents are, they did all this bad, like just stupid stuff like that. Like, oh, I can't believe my parents you know, watch TV, <laughs> like just something stupid like that, something like critical of what, whatever my parents are doing, like, oh, they're lazy or something, that, I, I noticed like a couple weeks ago, those thoughts always come to me at one specific place, more than anything else, like 10 times more than any other place, I always get them at this one specific location, and what location is that? It's the gym, especially on leg day, <laughs> I always get those thoughts, and I, I realize it's to distract myself from discomfort. It's to distract myself from the reality of the situation, which is I'm going to have to lift this heavy-ass weight, and it's probably going to hurt a little, and it's a lot easier just to think about how my parents <laughs> could be doing better. Like, it's just stupid stuff like that. Hey, there's another, there's another example of this, which is really good, which is that and I, I stopped doing this because I realized, and I, it, once you say it, guys, you'll stop doing it. Like, once you can admit it out loud, it becomes a lot easier to see when you're doing it. Um, but if you just keep lying to yourself, it's, you're just going to keep doing it. But um, what I would do is, because my parents obviously don't really, I mean, they believe in, they believe in me more than they probably should. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily, like, more than I'm likely to succeed because I'm definitely going to succeed. But, like, more than other parents would believe in their child if they didn't want to go to college and just wanted to become an entrepreneur. Like, a lot of parents are not going to fuck with that. And my parents fuck with that a lot more than a lot of other parents. And I took that for granted. And I'm like, oh, they don't think I'm going to succeed. Like, because my mom does, she still probably, I think, does think that um, I'm going to stop doing whatever I'm doing and I'm going to go to college eventually. But who gives a damn? Okay? That doesn't affect me at all. And so I kept these thoughts, these shitty thoughts just kept running through my mind. Like, Oh, she doesn't support me, or oh, she doesn't believe me, or oh, she thinks I'm going to fail. But I, I don't know, if you guys don't know what I'm doing, I, I help people with ADHD. I don't need any startup capital. 
I don't need a fat ass loan from her. I don't need her to, you know, put me up. What I'm saying is her, whether or not she believes in me, has literally zero impact on whether or not I succeed with this business. Because it requires no capital. Literally zero impact on whether I succeed or whether I fail. So why do I not just take action? It's because taking action is uncomfortable. Changing the identity is uncomfortable. Trying something new is uncomfortable. And it's a lot more comfortable to just think about what's limiting you. And to put it on someone else. Because guys, guess what? When you put your problems on someone else, that person owns you. Okay? You are a fucking slave. And I mean that literally. You are a slave to that person. When, when you blame someone else for your problems, you just gave away all the burden. You just gave away all the discomfort. All the blame. But guess what else you just gave away? You just gave away all the authority. You just gave away all the all the power. Because now you have no fucking power to change your situation. If it's someone else's fault, then guess what? You can't do shit to change it. And a lot of people find comfort in that. I find comfort in that. You probably find comfort in that. There's definitely something in your life where you're doing that right now. I guarantee you. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's... it's You... I think I talked about this before. But you... Yeah, I talked about it a couple days ago. But this is so important in a situation. When you give someone else, it's agency. When you give someone else, when you give someone else the blame for your problem, you give away all your agency. Now you have no chance of ever solving the situation. So the best thing you can ever do, even if it's not really fault, is to put the blame on yourself, and then you can actually find a way to mitigate the damage that someone else is doing to you, if it even is their fault. Which most of the time it's not their fault; it's your fault. And it's not like a beat yourself up kind of thing. It's like a just okay if I can accept that. This is happening because I'm doing something in a certain way that's causing it to happen. Well, then the only person who has control over the situation is me because I can just change what I'm doing and the situation is going to change, right? What if I say, oh, it's my mom. She doesn't believe in me. I need to get her to believe. Like, it, First of all, there's no way I can get her to believe in me. And second of all, whether or not she believes in me, like I said, has literally zero impact on what I'm doing. So this is the second example. The first example is when I'm at the gym, I fall asleep. I start thinking about my parents, which is stupid. And that especially happens on leg day, especially on freaking hamstring focus leg day, because <laughs> I don't like that shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, but the second example, which I think is way more prevalent to me, um, right, or not prevalent, relevant, <laughs> relevant to me right now is the business side of it, which is I don't start working on my business because of my parents. And it's not that, oh, I don't, it's, it's that, it's that it's a lot easier, it's a lot more comfortable to just think about, oh, you know, they don't want, they don't think I can succeed or they don't believe in me. It's a lot easier to do that than to actually put in the work. Even that, even to like record a video. And this is not hard for me, recording these videos is not hard for me, but recording shorts, like recording, and it's fun once I start doing it, but it's like hard to start doing it. I don't know why, there's some kind of barrier. I think the barrier is just that, you're, you actually have a fear of becoming better. And it's weird. I think that people actually have a fear of becoming a better person. Because your greatest motivation in life is just to kind of stay the same. It, it, it's weird. It's really weird. But there's some kind of barrier. And it's definitely like endogenous. It's definitely something I've created myself where... And I think this has a lot to do with the book that I'm reading right now. It's called 10x is easier than 2x. I made an episode on that. I think it's called I think it's called What's it called? I have a, I have a pulled up right here. What's it called? Um It's called What Got You Here Will Not Get You There. That's a very good episode. But um 
I think that's very prevalent. <laughs> Not prevalent. More prevalent. Relevant. Uh, I think it's very relevant to what I've been experiencing for a while, which is just that, like, you're, you naturally take actions to line up with their identity, and everyone knows this, but if your identity is, like, lower, I don't really know how to put this to words, but I think what I'm doing is I'm taking certain actions to actually restrain myself from becoming the best version of myself. And I can tell you guys right now, I wrote this in my journal, I think, yet yeah, two nights ago. The biggest thing that I'm currently doing, which is wasting my time and my energy, is not school. I realize this. It's not school. And it's not politics, although politics is pretty big, and I stopped doing that because I don't care about this shit anymore. But the biggest thing I'm actually doing is talking to my parents. And that might sound weird, but what is my goal? Not necessarily goal. What is my intention? My intention is to move out and live on my own. And I need an identity shift to do that because I've never lived on my own. So obviously I need an identity shift to do that, right? So how could I do that identity shift? Start acting like I'm living on my own. Be as responsible as possible. And stop talking to my parents. Because me talking to them symbolizes me living with them. And that's not the identity that I want. That's not the identity that I intend to have is an identity where I'm living with my parents. <laughs> where I'm, you know, that's that's not what I want to do. That's not what I intend to do. I intend to live by myself. So, for me to talk to them, first of all, doesn't give me any value. <laughs> and I, I don't mean that, like, you know, but I, I mean, it's true. Like, I don't really gain value from talking to them. It's mainly just gratification. And gratification is not always bad, but it's not really beneficial at all for me to talk to them. Especially for my identity, which my current identity is to move out and live by myself. And I think talking to them puts me in a certain mindset because I realize this. I would say 20 to 30% of my thoughts, or 20 to 25% of my thoughts, not just in the gym, but overall, are somewhat centered around my parents. 20 to 25. That is a lot, guys. That is a lot. 20 to 25% of my thoughts about my parents. That is one-fourth of my current identity, is my parents. That's insane. One-fourth. <laughs> um, and, and what I intend to do is I'm going to replace that one-fourth thoughts. I'm going to replace that. I'm going to take half of that, and I'm going to do. I'm going to take it with ADHD. So, you know, learning about ADHD, reading studies about ADHD. And the other fourth, I'm going to change it to um, Norway. And my goal is that I actually have no thoughts about my parents. Because not only are they not useful to me right now, they are actually very detrimental to me right now. Um, and it's not because I don't like my parents, I love my parents. But thinking about them does not help me in any way. And it actually takes away from me loving them. <laughs> and that, that sounds bad, but a lot of the thoughts are negative. Like they're not positive, like they're not, a lot of the, they're not positive thoughts, they're like irritating thoughts, most of them. So it allows me to be more present with them if I'm actually not thinking about them ever, and then when I see them, it's special, right? But guess what? I don't live in Norway yet, so it's beneficial for me to think about Norway and things that I can do in Norway and, you know, the, the Norwegian language. Norsk, right? Norge. <laughs> I'm still getting those accents down. 
Um, Yaispaka Norsk. I speak Norwegian, guys. Hello. Yai Heter Franklin. Let's go. See, I know, I, know some, I know some fucking Norwegian. I've only been... Guys, learn a language. Don't... I would, I would recommend you get Babel instead of Duolingo. Honestly, right now I'm doing both. <laughs> I'm just spamming Norwegian. But guys, this is so... This is such a good breakthrough for me. Because 20... You remember when I found that I had five hours a day on my computer? And that was a massive discovery? I think that this could actually be a bigger discovery. Because... That's... It's not just your time. It's your thoughts. 25% of my thoughts pertain to my parents. I can gain 25% more thoughts. And I can put that all towards useful stuff. Imagine what I can do with that. Imagine if 25% of my thoughts go towards visualizing me in my apartment in Oslo, right? That would be fucking very beneficial. <laughs> uh, versus 25% of my thoughts being focused on something which is completely useless and not benefiting me in any way whatsoever. And I don't mean that, it, oh, my parents are benefiting. What I mean is that the thoughts about my parents are not benefiting me. They're not benefiting my relationship with my parents. <laughs> they're just overall very useless. And they're actually detrimental because they sap my energy as well. Um, so that's definitely something I'm going to stop doing. Yeah, I've wasted a lot today. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like 1031. Damn. My dad's about to come home in probably like an hour, and I'm about to go to the gym. And then my day is... Oh, no, I'll still have a good amount of time. Yeah, I'll still have a good amount of time. I think I'll probably have to do my homework tomorrow, though. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely not compensating anymore. Get on it right away. I made an episode about that, too. Um, but, guys, I think that this is just such a good discovery that 25% of my thoughts have actually been pertaining to my parents. Because when I can change that, which is today, and obviously it's not an event, I can't just stop thinking about it instantly. What I have to do is I have to gradually detach myself and talk to them less. And that's what's going to allow more of my thoughts to center around myself and what I want to do. I think this is going to be hugely beneficial for me, guys. I think that this is actually probably, yeah, this is going to be a much bigger jump than the five hours of my computer. This is so exciting, guys. <laughs> ah, all right. Yeah, so two things. Pay attention to what makes you fall asleep. Pay attention to what makes you lose consciousness. It's either usually going to be um, something to do with your ego or it's going to be even more common, something which is uncomfortable or something which is going to lead to you having an identity change, which your, your current identity, your ego, is going to resist any kind of identity change. So just make sure you know, um, make sure you're paying attention to what actually makes you lose consciousness. And the second thing is... So I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> but you guys already know. Um, God, today's episode was really good. Um, very grateful for that. I recorded this. It helped me think out a lot of what I needed to think out. Um, I hope you got value from it. I think you probably did. If you're still listening to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope you got value. Hope you have a good day going forward. Um, I'll see you in the next one. <laughs> I forgot the last part. I don't know what it was. All right, bye.